Said, I don't want to talk about Biden. Fuck you said Biden. it wrong. It's not fuck Joe Biden. It's uh, let's go Brandon. That's right. Uh, get, get it right, jackass. Yeah, fuck. Don't fuck that up. What are you talking about? But now there's dark Brandon. What does that mean? There's dark Brandon. He's a socialist Joe Biden. What? Is that like you blue, don't know about these things? Blue Maga. I, do, I yeah sure. I don't know. It's weird shit. People are weird. That's as far as I know. He's socialist Joe Biden. something interesting i see i saw you reply to someone on twitter about this whole debt forgiveness thing mm-hmm. and i thought that like i think the mmt track on that is is on a weird way the wrong tack to take on it because i don't give a fuck if the Canceling the debt costs or doesn't cost anyone any fucking money or if it costs taxpayers or not, because that's not that's not the real argument that we need to have. Right. Right. I mean, even if it costs, even if it costs money, we should still fucking do it. Right. Collectively as a society. Right. I mean, granted, if it doesn't cost anyone anything, but but the thing is explaining all that mmt shit to people is fucking you might as well like their eyes glaze over you don't so need to explain anything about. though you just you know when taxes no are- no but it, I, people people's eyes glaze over when you say that shit right they, they just do they're, they're like so i mean and the reality is is that education is not an individual good the, the 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 thrust of the argument needs to go directly at the heart of the neoliberal medusa right which is Things that you do for yourself are not necessarily the super hyper individualist shit, right? Educating people all the way through however much fucking education they want is actually a collective, you know, good. It's a, it's a commons because society needs to reproduce knowledge and expand knowledge if it's going to continue existing. Otherwise, we're going to be cavemen in two generations. And so... Putting the burden of education on individuals is grotesque and stupid long term because it leads to people not learning as much as they could. It leads to people who would be better off learning more shit and doing more for society, not doing it. So the MMT thing is almost like it it distracts from that actual like core ethical position. I mean. Yeah, well, there you go. Society should fucking pay for everyone's education because the main beneficiary of people's education is actually society. Like, I have benefited less from my education than society has. You know, like, I've taught classes with 80 people in them multiple times, imparting all this shit that I've learned to people. And I didn't get remunerated for shit. I just got to exist for another three months, you know? So obviously society is getting more from what I've learned than I am. I'm not a fucking millionaire, you know? So, so why should I carry $250,000 worth of debt on me that is going to turn into half a million dollars in the future for giving more to society than what I'm getting? It's insane. 
Well, like, it's I, insane. I think, but I think, so you used the word go to the neoliberal, go to the ethical core of the neoliberal Medusa and skip the MMT stuff and just, you know, it's grotesque and stupid and so forth. But I actually take a different perspective on that. And I, it's the opposite one. Um, and I think it's for, for, um, are we on? Yeah. Yeah. We're on. And, uh, and okay. I think, so when someone, so I, what I basically think is that the Republicans, they do this, they say, you honest, hardworking taxpayer just paid for someone's gender studies degree. And then you have, um, fucking AOC or whatever, say you honest, hardworking taxpayer just paid for the bank bailout. But in both of these cases, that's opportunistic demagoguery because in neither case is a taxpayer paying for either of these things. When you pay your taxes, your bank account balance goes down and the deficit in the central bank is made more positive. And And people's eyes are glazing over and, you know, and the reality is that the bank bailout. So what you're saying is you should just continue to moralize with all these opportunist politicians. It's not moralize. See, you're you're taking words and you're kind of semantic shifting the meaning. No, I'm not. You said it's ethical. No, no, no. Because moralizing sounds like. Ooh, it's preaching. having sex is bad. No, no, you know, it's preaching. Matters, you know, Grotesque, it's not stupid. Pre- it's not, no, no, it's not preaching, right? You're we, using words like see, grotesque see, and you, stupid. You're, you're following, I mean, this is, this is actually something that even as a fucking hardline Marxist, I have a fucking issue with Marxists about. You're not a hardline this Marxist. Idea. You're a hardline Aristotelian. Oh, what? No, 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 no. I, I am a, you know, historical materialist. I am a communist. I believe, you know, in, in, in practically, I mean, I have read capital. I agree with it. You know, like I think labor in capitalism, you know, gets exploited. Yeah. I'm a hardline Marxist, but I have a problem, you know, with the way that philosophy gets conceptualized. And I think there was a kind of ax to grind about this because this idea like, well, all philosophy is bourgeois philosophy, da, 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 da. but no, Ethics is a real thing. It's not like some fucking chimera or whatever. Let's not you know? go down. Let's not go down extra. So can paths. I? Can I? Let, let me let me bring it back. Well, right? wait. The, can the I, can point, I bring it back the point real quick? being the point being just when you pay taxes, your money's destroyed, and when the government spends money, it's created, and that's that's two sentences, and that can be said, and that instantly ends this stupid conversation between AOC and Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, you know, because they're just gonna bitch back and forth for eternity. They're gonna go back and. Thaddeus, what did, what did you? So, no, there, there's like, there's two things. First, like what, how do you get this shit actually done, right? Because sometimes you have to moralize the people because that's the language that they speak. If we call it moralizing or explain it to them in plain terms rather than, the, the, the in, word, you know, the MMT. The moralizing is charged though. Like you already, that's a rhetorical sort of way of putting it. Well, let, right? Let's, let's say break it down in understandable terms. People understand things in the terms of taxes, right? So people are going to talk in the terms of taxes. This is the major talking point of the GOP, right? For the past 50 years, taxes are your enemy. The government is your enemy. Don't pay taxes, right? So even if you do want to change the balance and the deficit, you know, to forego inflation so you can do those projects, the end goal of MMT, you're going to talk in the language of taxes to regular people. So when you talk in that language of taxes, the second part is what do you want to do with those taxes? And I think that's what Marco's getting at, right? We're talking about doing things for the common good. It's not about 
moralizing as in this is a good thing this is how you it's 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 moral in the in the it's not even moral it's just practical more than moral well it's, i think it's, that's the language it's, it's dishonest though it's dis, you it's dishonest in the sense but no that, it's like wait, 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 this it's wait, like when you're talking wait, wait, about what is dishonest because like you, you use a lot of like very like are you sort seriously of asking language, me that question like accusing someone of being an yes. civilian but then using moralizing and dishonest like, Let's just go for the first question. What is what is dishonest, right? Well, like, I, that's the question. What I think is dishonest about um, potential, potentially dishonest about doing this is that it seems like there's a kind of um, I don't know elitist kind of anti-populist thing behind it, namely like okay, we might know that when the government quote unquote spends money, it actually creates currency, and when government taxes, it actually destroys currency. But I mean, come on. Let's face it, people can't wrap their heads around that. It's too complicated. So we won't address that. What we'll do is just, we will just continue along the same lines that things are already going on because they understand indignation and they understand that. No, 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 it's not the indignation. 100% not understanding what I'm saying. Like if you say that. One, what you're saying about that, first of all, if we're going to make any claims about how money should be used, then a descriptive theory about monetary policy is not going to tell you what to do with the money. It's just going to tell you what happens when you issue currency and what happens when you tax currency. It doesn't tell you what to do. We could just choose that we're going to make bombs and drop them. So, so you do have to have some ethical language, I'm, and that's not moralizing. I'm not interrupting you. I was still answering the question you asked about, me. About, what? I'm what? not interrupting you. I was still answering the question you asked me and so um, right. check it out so I'll, I'll, for, for this no, for this it segment is, it I'll is moderate because it for takes the Go pressure ahead, off it takes the pressure off there is this pressure that politicians use to press people into agreeing with them aoc says oh my god the banks are taking your tax dollars marjorie taylor green uh what is it uh i think uh was it desantis i can't remember which one he said they're taking your money to give someone a stupid, pointless gender studies degree. All of them said that. Yeah, okay, all of them. And the point is, okay. like, that pressure has to come off so that people can think. And it, and it, you know, because they're using that strategically. And because that's not the way that it works. And the second we realize that we can have anything we want, um, if we just plan for it, then we can have a realistic, adult, sober conversation. Sure. Is it okay? So, so Marco, right. What would be like, where, what are the pitfalls you're seeing in that? And you're saying that they're ethical. You have to have an ethical explanation at the same time. Like, what is the utility in the ethical explanation? It, it, it's a distraction. I mean, in the, in the end, it, engaging, in that conver- it, engaging in that whole taxation, blah, blah, blah conversation is an actual distraction from the core issue, which is. Is this the right thing to do? And yes, it's the right thing to do, independent of all the taxation issues. It doesn't matter. Like, no one goes, oh, we shouldn't, you know, have, uh, I mean, in this country, no one goes, we shouldn't have a military because people are paying for it with their taxes, right? So, so, so there is a conversation to be had about the priority of spending because in the end no matter how much mmt there is the reality the material reality is that there is a limited amount of resources not money resources that's an mmt point to be 
Come on. Go ahead, Marco. Those have to be used democratically for things that are productive for all of society. And that is not an MMT normative thing. That's literally an ethical decision. That's it. I mean, it goes to the core. And neoliberalism specifically splinters human beings into individuals who are not part of a society or a system in order to allow other people to control the ethical debate and choose how spending is done to benefit a small special interest group called, you know, oligarchs. I mean, that that's the core issue. Now, the MMT thing is a distraction that gets thrown at people. And sure, having MMT to explain it away can be useful. But once you're done doing that, you still have all the other work to do anyway. So I'm not saying that we don't have ethical commitments or we don't need ethical commitments. What I am saying is that you cannot say what should be done or what ought to be done independently of the facts. You need a clear view of the facts in place before you can say what ought to be done. Because otherwise, you're just contributing to the noise. And we need to cut through the noise and see the facts clearly. Because if you know what's possible and impossible, then then you can you can come up with some strategic plan. But if you don't actually know reality, what's possible and what's not, then you, if you don't know what you're capable of and what you're not capable of, then you cannot, you can't do anything. For instance, let's say you're going to have, you're, so you're Lenin and it's, it's uh, April 18, uh, 1917. You need to know what your resources are. Should you do this? Should you do that? Because if you have if you don't have guns, you have toothpicks, and you don't have an army, you have a elementary school, you'd have to be a fool to say, let's go ahead with this. So, you need to know the facts before you decide what you should do. And I'm not, so, so I'm I've not got saying, a question. I'm not saying you shouldn't have any ethics. That would be a contradictory claim. You shouldn't have any normative commitments. I'm saying should in the same moment that I say no normative commitments. So, but, I've got a question real quick uh, for Daniel first and then for both of you, right? So, <clears throat> my thing is like you know you can say it's a like a, it's elitist to try to explain things in the language that people think are talking right what they recognize which is which is fair right at a certain point you're going to have to explain things to people in the way that's correct rather than what they're comfortable with my question first for daniel and let me get through both questions before you guys answer is like like mmt isn't it's not an easy concept you know, at, at the base level for people to understand the buy-in to understanding MMT is, you know, moderately difficult, but it's not hard after you get the basics type of thing. So like, how would you accomplish that, you know, in educating people with, with the media that we have, right? With the real world we have, how would you accomplish putting people in a mindset where they can see things in MMT terms, right? And then the second question for both of you is, is this kind of like an order of operations type of deal? Do you have to educate people on the reality as in MMT, right? The, the explanation of how it gets done first, or do you have to, is it more important for people to agree on what's important first before they know how to do it? That's, that's for both of you. And Daniel, you, you go first. I don't think we can agree on what is important, um, because if we just start from our opinions, we're going to have serious, serious disagreements. And I don't mean me and Marco or me and you. I mean, in the country, 
there's so many different opinions and people have such strong feelings that if we just start from our opinions and then try to come to some consensus, I mean, it's sort of doomed. It's obviously doomed from the outset because we can't come to some consensus if we have different opinions with strong feelings. So the hope there would be that, you know, if you respect rational agents, other human beings as rational agents, and, you know, it's, you don't have to, you don't have to, people don't have to read MMT, but rather, you know, if you understand that taxation destroys money and government spending creates money, then you understand that any policy, whether it's George, uh, George Bush's war in Iraq or Joe Biden's, um, uh, or George Bush's bailout or, or Biden's whatever, it's not coming from honest taxpaying uh, citizens' pockets. And so the what comes first question makes sense, but I, I, I would say it's neither educating people on MMT nor is it starting with our um, normative commitments and feelings. Both of those are going to be wrong for reasons Marco says. Like you can't go out and say, try to, you know, like scream MMT from rooftops. That won't work. But um, it certainly won't work if we say, um, come on, let's come to some consensus because we don't have any shared uh, priorities. And, and um, you know, the, the Democrats won't win when it comes to a real fight. So, I mean, it's the only hope I see is trying to cut the noise. Well, that that's why, I mean, the transition to a communist society first has to go through a dictatorship of the proletariat, right? At some point, you have to say, fuck you, fuck consensus. We, the 99% of the fucking society, are taking over the means of production, and you're just going to have to suck it. Because there's not going to be consensus. How are you going to how are you going to get the oligarchs to have consent to 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 agree to consent to giving up their power? I mean, they're sociopaths. They're not going to fucking agree to that. Right. So, I mean, my, my thing with the whole taxes issue is that it's, it's kind of like a red herring. Right. And, and what I mean about that is what Daniel is saying is 100 percent accurate. Like we're not, you, you know, the money creation is irrelevant, you know, because you just make it, you destroy it. Who get, who cares? I mean, there are some nuances and issues because if you issue too much currency, there will be like, uh, you know, the, the demand side will, will, will actually overheat and there will be some inflation because of that. That's a, that's a concern, but I mean, but it's not really, it's, it's exaggerated, right? And uh, the danger with inflation, more than actually an erosion of our pur- purchasing power, is actually that then it gets used as an excuse for draconian interest hikes that will lead to drastic, horrible recessions, which will then be used to to take away wages and rights from labor, which is what we're going to see in the next six, next six months, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is they're coming for for they're going to make unemployment skyrocket to any gains that were made during the pandemic will be erased. That's what this whole inflation thing is about. Anyway, so what I'm talking about this is that sometimes if you engage people in their field of discussion, it's almost like you already lost, right? If we get into the weeds of like, how are you going to quote unquote pay for it? You almost already abdicated the actual main argument, which is that it doesn't matter because it's something that needs to be paid for. You are paying for other shit. You need to pay for this, right? Which is the argument is education is not for the individual. Education is for society because imagine a society with 
no one being able to like know more than the previous generation, no one even being able to know the same amount. What do you have? A society in decline that blows up aqueducts and can't build them for a thousand years. You know, you get the fall of the Roman Empire. I agree Education with you. It has to be a social good. On both of those points, I agree with you that the tax issue is a red herring. And that's precisely why I think we need to get clear on how money works. It's not beyond the comprehension of most people. It's just, it's almost beneath the level of common sense. It's so simple that it doesn't click. And I think- How do you people, get that through the media, if you can answer Well, that. the media, that's a separate problem because that's a political problem. But the, okay. second, the second point I also agree with, the don't do the how you're going to pay for a game because the second you make that concession and wage the battle on their terrain, you've already lost. Completely agreed. But again, that's why you. That's why it has to be just gotten clear, like crystal clear, like a, like what is it? Uh, Colonel Kurt says it was like a diamond bullet shot me in the forehead. Um, taxes are a red herring. You don't have to play the how you're going to pay for a game. You have to say that doesn't matter, and 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 you're taking the ethical route. But I'm saying you could also defuse their concern at the factual level just by saying, well, you know. I understand your concern, but unfortunately, that's not how the world works. Well, so I've got some. I got something. <laughs> well, like, for, fortunately, right? Fortunately, unfortunately, if we're that. talking about if we're talking about utility, right? Like, I don't know if like giving people the plain language of how currency is created and destroyed, right? I don't think that's. I, I think you're you're right that that's not a tall order, but I think with the with what we have, if we're talking about not the long game, but the midterm, mid game, right? Like a, a synthesis of both, Have to. you know, the ethics and, you know, the, the monetary explanation. It's kind of like, um, you just talk about utility. Like it is kind of what we want to do. And it's not because it's a good thing to do. It's because it's productive, right? We talk about economic terms and things in, in economic terms all the time, but the root of it is what's the utility, right? We want to educate people because, you know, an educated populace is a more productive populace, right? We want people to have health care because there's less coercion on people, which will make them more productive, right? We want people to have, you know, universal pre-K because then people can have more kids and you don't have a situation like you have in, you know, um, China and Japan right now where they can't produce the next generation and production falls, right? I think people understand that too. And that's just a utility concern. Right. Like what policies are effective in making people more productive? And that's not necessarily for, you know, capitalists. What's ma what makes you more productive for capitalists? Because being more productive is just in general good, because if there is, you know, a dictatorship of the proletariat, you're still going to want to be productive. Education is still necessary. Healthcare is still necessary. Elder care is still necessary. So when you talk to people about what's productive, what do we need, then you can just explain to them, we need to do those things. Taxes be damned. I don't even think you have to talk about taxes at that point. Well, you have to be really careful with that word productive. Okay. Because, because the meaning of the word productive, it, it, it shifts based on context. So, you know, it's, a better word? It's, it's, it's like, well, it's an economic word practically, okay. right? Right. That's how, that's so, how I so you're kind of like, you're injecting economic uh, uh, nomenclature into like ethical concerns, which is par for the course for this system. It's almost like part of the ideology that gets drilled into our heads, right? Okay. And so, so there's a kind of like, I mean, 
they're similar, but we want a society that enables human thriving, right? Which right. is not necessarily okay. productivity, right? Not right. it's not necessarily more widgets. It's not necessarily more surplus value, unless we start defining surplus value differently, right? But because mm -hmm. the way that we define it in capitalism is just an increase in in the capital that the capitalist has, right? Like right. you take the surplus value, you sell it, you get more cap, you get more money, and then you turn that into more, you know. Uh, commodities which you then sell for more money later on right and your and your fucking dragon horde keeps growing right so but that's not necessarily what we want a society right that, that those are you know we don't necessarily want a, a hoarding society that's also a question i have like when we're talking about the ethics like daniel was saying there's we can't agree because what we want as a society if you're talking about amongst us, amongst Marxists, what we want is one thing, which you've got a lot of libertarians out there. And I think in reality, to one degree or another, I think that's most Americans are libertarian. They want, you know, their, their civil rights. They want their economic freedom. They, they see themselves still as rugged individualists. And I think if you start talking about things in just non-economic terms for people, not explaining to them the practicality in our, in our current system that they're going to say, well, you know, that's not right. You know, I paid for this. Then you get the old heads who are like, you know, I did it. I struggled. Why doesn't the next generation have to struggle? That's what's ethical. Struggle is ethical, right? Not thriving necessarily. Yeah. You mean, you, you mean know? working hard to get by, not like political yeah. struggle, not political. So, struggle. Well, I mean, it's a kind of cart horse thing right because that almost sounds like protestant work ethic bullshit yeah it is and and but the protestant work ethic bullshit is really the result of how do you justify the shitty economic system and society of exploitation that we're in is it though so here yes. so here yes. i think this culture is, a is generated by material conditions not material conditions by culture yeah agreed like, uh, but i think i'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a weber uh, a weberian i'm a marxist right what is a weber well let, let go let daniel talk and then tell me what a fucking yeah, weberian is well go for it just just <laughs> no, knock, yeah, yeah. knock that one down well i mean the, the whole thing about the spirit you know he, he's got this whole thing where he thinks that capitalism surges because the the protestant revolution sort of creates the, the fertile ground for a capitalist mode of production but that's literally putting the cart before the horse right because it's not that Protestantism, you know, enabled capitalism is that capitalism required a new way of re of restructuring the way that people saw the world. Right. If you live in a feudal society, you need, a, you know, it's not by chance that God is a king and the archangels right. are the knights and da, 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 da. I mean, spiritual uh, life is a mirror of like physical life. Right. And if you're going to have a capitalist system of production then that spiritual life needs to be transmuted into a completely different story, right? Cool, I got it. So as above, so below, so as below, so as above, right? It's kind of like... I, 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 I never thought honest. about it like that, you know? I'm always in the mode of... that Hegel was a hermetic at some point. All right, so, so let's get back to these this stupid sure. loan forgiveness thing. So, so, so what I wanted to say was that it seems like so Thaddeus said we got a lot of libertarians and that could be sort of uh, the American tenor um, it oh, seems there, to there's me there's a mistake there right because people get really fixated as idea of private property but yeah. from a Marxist point of view no one owns private property other than the capitalist because you have personal goods you might have some real estate if you're lucky but that's not really property per se because it's not 
giving you control of the means of production. Private you don't, you don't property own capital. Exactly. You don't own capital. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to. Uh, private property means that that you control. You have a control of the means of production in some to some extent, right? So almost no one actually has that. Mm-hmm. So the people are afraid that. See, it, it's a fear of. Oh, these communists are going to come and take the very, very little stuff I have mm-hmm. away from me. At least the capitalists let me have the crumbs. The communists mm-hmm. are going to take the crumbs my away toothbrush. from me. They let me have my yeah, toothbrush. Yeah, they're going to take my, my toothbrush and that my toothbrush. That is a shirts. problem, though. That is a problem with uh, communism. Well, well people I mean, are unclear it's, about it's this. It's not a problem with communism. It's a propaganda issue, right? It's a problem with the bureaucracy that is a tendency of communism. Well, but it's also a problem with people who call themselves communists. They're not clear enough because they don't right. know what they're talking about. They don't know their but own that, stuff. Is that a no true Scotsman? They, well, they, well, it's simple. I mean, what Marco just said, Mark says in the manifesto, like we've been indicted with the charge that we want to take away every last thread on your body of clo- uh, every every last piece of property even down to your clothing um but the fact is that every worker on earth has already been expropriated and everything uh that he needs or she needs in order to produce things to live all that's left are basically you know your toothbrush and your clothes and so um to be specific what they're talking about is the private ownership of capital which is the right to private appropriation of the proceeds of production, which has been socialized. So what we're talking about basically is private ownership of capital. But even if the libertarian thing is bogus based on fear fed by propaganda, I think it's a good example for the debate we were having about the the Biden loan forgiveness and taxation funding government stuff and so forth, because I think that's where it's clear that there could be some overlap there could be some agreement with libertarians and the do-it-yourselfers, uh, earn-it-yourselfers. Um, the disagreement there isn't over fa- uh, norms and values, in fact. The disagreement is over facts. And that's why I would say we got to get the facts first. I mean, both the Marxist and the, um, the American conservative, not, you know, the sort of psychotic um, reactionary, but just the sort of libertarian who lives in the country, I mean, they both say that you should be entitled to the fruits of your labor. The whole Marxist argument is that the working class is um, robbed of the fruits of its labor. That's where the origin of profit by the capitalist. And so there, there could be considerable overlap there. I've even heard people say it's easier to teach conservatives Marx than it is to teach liberals Marx because um, the conservatives say, you know, you should get what you produce. Um, the disagreement, that the disagreement though, is that, that the conservatives... They basically think that taxes are stealing from them to give to the poor, and and but, taxes but aren't I, doing I, that. Can I interject? Just, just it's not just that. It's that conservatives, in a weird way, actually believe in material conditions, and liberals are idealists, and not in like the they think you know we're going to do good stuff. Idealists in the sense that they think that like conceptual constructs, language, all this stuff is more real than actual material conditions mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i don't want to like throw gasoline in the fire but i think part of the trans mess mm-hmm. that we're going through right now is the playing out of this particular issue right because there's like a material condition and then there's whatever people identify as in their ideas right there's, but you know, I don't want to like get into that topic too much. But there is, like, <laughs> well, you brought it up. There is, Way to but go. there is something along those lines playing out, right? There is like this ideological 
battle about material conditions and just sort of being a man or a woman is just a semantic category. Yeah, well, agreed. Like conservatives in this country, I mean, even if it's bullshit, they their their shtick is facts, right? How are you going to pay for that? Uh, facts don't care about your feelings. Blah blah. And you say material conditions, but the the other language is facts. Whereas liberals seem to be more like you know, it's about language and opinions and stuff. So there's something there. All I meant to say by this was that there could be some inroads to be made there if we could get clear on the facts. If we could get clear, for instance. That um, a federal program which helps people is not coming out of the pockets. If it's a state program or a local program, it might be. But a federal level program does not come off the backs of hardworking, honest I, I, taxpayers. I, I think it's important though to to there's a there's a separation between like the people who run the conservative movement who very cynically use the language of facts to control the the sort of just the the salt of the earth, like farmer, you know, who very much lives, you know, like if you don't plant now, then you don't get a harvest. Then if the sun doesn't come out, then the plants don't grow. If it does like they, I mean, there is a reason why they have this kind of almost, almost like workerist, like, you know, religion, you know, in the, in the conservative side, you know, because they do think, that you should care about what reality is like. It's just that they don't know. They make mistakes like everyone else. And their elite uses that to manipulate them mm-hmm. with this whole like facts don't care about your feelings, da, 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 da. because then they tell them what the facts are. And independent of whether they're right or wrong, they're like, well, if those are the facts, then that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they're not the same groups, just like they're not the same groups with Democrats and, and the rank and file Democrats, right? Like the, the Democrat, you know, power elite has all this language about right and wrong and and morals and ethics and oppression and identity politics that they use to then tell them, well, it would be wrong for you to do this because you'd be oppressing X group or Y group and you should feel bad about yourself because of this. It's like a, you know, it's like a god of guilt you know that like gets to get the masses to do of their party to do whatever they want based on that guilt does that make i don't know does that make sense yeah i think people's emotions are manipulated by rhetoric and demagoguery and leadership but uh here's something i've been reckoning with is i was having a discussion with a friend and he was saying that people care about kitchen table issues and in my mind i wonder if that's true right i think People's concerns are very much idealistic. And I think that's in both cases, right? Because when you talk to, like, let's say a conservative about what we're talking about, about student loan debt forgiveness, they forget all of the other types of government programs that they enjoy, right? If you're talking about a farmer, farms are subsidized heavily. If you're talking about a soldier, guess what? Everything they do is subsidized. If you're talking about a parent, child tax credit, they're subsidized. A homeowner, right? Which conservatives very much fetishize, right? Guess what? You get the salt deduction, right? You know, um, it just it just goes on and on and on like that, right? So, you know, and then when you're talking about liberals, I was thinking, I was talking to my buddy and he was like, yeah, kitchen table issues. And I was like, I don't think that's the case, because if that's the case, Bernie Sanders would have won in the primary. Well, and supposing the Democrats if, would have let it. If that was the case, 
you know, uh, people would feel very differently about Obama because, you know, and especially like black people, because the most black wealth was taken out for, by Obama in history. Right. When the housing market crashed and his policies basically gave all of the gains to uh, private equity. Right. And if people and that was a lesson learned before, you know, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders versus Hillary and then Bernie Sanders versus Joe Biden. If we had if we really had a kitchen table mentality, a reality mentality on either side. We we wouldn't pick the candidates that we pick and we wouldn't advocate for the policies that we advocate for. Why? why like, I, why is abortion the most the, activating? Like that might be the media moment. Though. That might be I don't the media. Be the white dude telling the black guy about black people. But I think black people are very pessimistic anytime. someone oh, yeah. tells them that for good something, reason that something. Well, yeah, I know. But but if like Bernie Sanders shows up and says, look, I want to do these things for you. You're going to be like, I don't believe you. That sounds too good to be true. I'm going to go for vote for the guy who says he's shitty, but I know he's shitty. Yeah, there's you some know? irony there. And I think there's a little bit of that, you know? Right, so, because people and, have heard and, it I mean, before. I think that, and, and I also think the Black Congressional Caucus is a bunch of yes. grifters that got paid off to tell black people not to vote for I mean, Bernie. that's why they survived. So the civil rights two, You know, and, and, and I, uh, I defer to you, but, you know, <laughs> but, but. That's, that's my feeling about this. No, let me, let me talk a little bit. Like, the pessimism, you know, it comes from like, that's a material thing. Of course, black people are going to be pessimistic in the United States. But like, as far as like where I say there, are, like it's it's idealist, I, I, idealism more than practicality for most people or material for most people is because when we're talking about like, you can say like, let's choose the shitty guy. Is that like a self-hate thing? I, 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 I don't I don't think that's it. Do all Americans like hate humanity or themselves like that would be the one answer. You might have a different answer, but like the practicality would be Bernie Sanders. If, even if we're talking about like idealism, Bernie Sanders had mysterious material stakes in the civil rights movement. Right. That dude got yeah. arrested and that but still there was didn't work. massive propaganda to sort of pretend that that didn't. I mean, like there were people who said, oh, I didn't see him there, you know. I mean, it's just like th there was a lot of weird propaganda against him because people got paid off to be against him. You know, there's mm. this um, there's a once I heard a talk a recording of the Ballad of the Bullet by Malcolm X. And he said, you know, the only time the black community ever sees a white politician is when they come around to make a promise because they're trying to get elected. And so that experience has been had a lot. And so I think the the wager of the choose the shitty candidate is a kind of realism attempt to be realistic it's not self-hate it's fear of being a naive duped sucker like we've heard mm. bullshit so many times we're not going to fall for the bullshit anymore we're going to choose the realistic option but but i think mm. the irony there is that the, the really nasty politicians what they'll say is okay it's not working anymore to, to make promises so now just tell them honestly you're gonna not do anything for them and they'll vote for you you isn't that ideology, though, at some point, rather than practical concerns? That's what I'm trying to address. Like, do Americans think practically or do, or do we think ideologically in the way that we vote and exist in the world? You know, how, how, how can you be politically effective if you're not like campaigning on ideology? I, I think example? here you kind of have to be a little bit psychoanalytic about this. People don't necessarily know. Every, the, the motivations for things that people do are not necessarily always available to them consciously, right? Like, for example, I think insofar as people are capitalists, 
they do hate everyone. You hate human beings. Right. You because have you to. have to exploit them. And you have to put profits before them. And you don't care if you kill them. Right? I mean, we literally quantify how much people's arms and legs are worth for workers' right. compensation. We literally quantify like how much they're worth in a, in a lawsuit. I mean, and if they're worth less than the profit, then you fucking go and kill them. So, mm. so you have to hate people. I mean, whether you do it consciously or not, you know, the, that's, that's not the issue. So, so, but we do live in a society that hates humans. Like we do live in that society. That's what's so crazy about it. Because when you tell people, they don't believe you because they're like, well, I don't hate people. Right, I wouldn't right, hate right. them. I wouldn't do that. It's like, but you are doing it. Yeah, well, there's a blind spot there. We, we, you said we live in a society that hates people. Um, the thing is, yeah, the system, um, the sort of, you know, complex outcomes of, of society are destructive of humans, even though maybe nobody individually does it. The outcome is one which is, you know, which lives on destruction and so forth. So I think that's interesting thought, actually, um, which, you know, you just, highlighted everyone says i don't hate people what do you mean we live in a society that hates people i mean do you it's, think anyone's going to understand you when you say that right it, it's kind of like the logic of being a good person that i hear out of people like the question do you think you're a good person and i always say I, I, no, no one's a good person you do good things right but this and is a different like, problem though because what mark was saying is when we all do what we do together outcomes right. happen which are let's say evil or hateful or something like this, but or nobody bad. bad. Yeah. But nobody intended, nobody intended anything. They didn't intend something bad. They intended something else. Mm. Right. Well, it's a massively shared agency, right? And, and, and so, you know, how do we distribute responsibility and accountability when, when we're acting in a mass sort of capacity, right? I've got a question with that, too, like saying that, you know, it, it. it's kind of a collective endeavor and there's a system like and I know this is something that I think when I think of ideology, that's going to be hard for all of us to get out of is that I see a lot of people deferring to authority, you know, oh, yeah. uh, abdicating their responsibility in a society, because um, if you have universal programs, then you have universal responsibility. But if you have personal accountability at some point on both ends, you know, the, the, the capitalist can kick that down to, you know, the workers and say, oh, the workers aren't doing this and we need to discipline the workers. And then, you know, the workers can say, oh, these capitalists are greedy and they're doing this where the answer is, you know, get rid of one or the other. And when you get rid of one of the other, obviously you get rid of the smaller party, which is the capitalists and you all become the thing and you have shared responsibility. And the only way to do that is through universal programs. And I'm wondering if people even have the will to do that because it's so comfortable having authority to defer to and for authority to have someone to kick down, you know? Why? What would change people's minds? You know. Well, it, this actually reminds me of like one of the most sort of idiotic arguments against universal programs and bringing it back to the loan forgiveness is, oh, but rich people are going to benefit. It shouldn't happen that rich people benefit from government programs. First is, why shouldn't they? They're a member of society too. 
fuck it, give it to them. The other thing is if you're going to be super like serious about being efficient, means testing probably costs more money yep. to society yeah. than simply just giving it to everyone. Yeah. Rich people are what? 1% of the population. Why yep. are you going to create an entire structure to make sure that 1% doesn't get it? I mean, fuck the error an error rate of one percent on government aid is not it's completely acceptable i don't care if we whoa my god we're losing one percent of the budget on error that's not even the advertising budget yeah i mean so who cares if like rich people get it they are such a small minority that it doesn't matter and on an ethical political level they should get it too they are members of society well i think they are that there's a that's a place where there's a commitment which runs so deeply and is so heated with so many people that they're ready to get irrational about it. I I had this conversation recently with a friend where I said, you know, basically if if debts are going to be canceled in this country, I mean people people use this fairness talk in order just to shut things down. But if it's going to happen, uh it's going to have to be done through executive decree because if it's done through means testing in order to be fair, that's going to take even hmm. that's going to take require even more bureaucracy, more administrative bullshit deciding who gets it and who doesn't. At the end of the day, it's ultimately uh, involves less um expended it involves less administration, bureaucratic red tape than just um executively doing it in a decree. But again, here you're going to have the issue, you know, fuck it, just give it to them. What you're going to run up against is people who say yeah, but why should a bricklayer pay for pay for it? And it's somehow at some point we're going to have to get clear that that's just not how it fucking works unless everything is going to be done through dictatorship. And if because everything the is done bricklayer is going to get services from people who who got that education, right? If we had a socialized healthcare system, you would say, "Why? Because the bricklayer is going to go get free fucking healthcare from that doctor." That's why. Well, because but this you're is, getting services. So, so it, it's this like, is trying to save the fairness argument, though, and I'm saying the fairness mm-hmm. argument is besides the point because the fairness they, argument is is that kind of thing which drives some people to have, get so petty that they will not allow student loan forgiveness to happen because it might benefit a rich person. And of course, among the cynical address, media people, they use that just to end everything. But you have to you have to address the fairness issue because. People relate to fairness immediately. So you want to, you want to, you want to force people to take an econ class. And I'm telling you, when you want to do something in a democracy, you got to go meet them where they are. I'm not trying and to where force people are, to take an econ. To- is that every single human being on the planet, like species being level, cares about the concept of fairness. Fucking chimps in cages care about fairness. So you have to deal with fairness. You have to. The issue is, is that they're lying about what's fair because what's, what's fair is not necessarily what's individually fair. You also have to look at what's collectively fair. Honest, hardworking, but ignorant people care about what's fair, but they're misguided. Every, no, no. Fairness is not. Mm. A, a, they're misguided about what is fair. Right. Fairness well, they're, 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 they're misguided about misguided the facts. About. Things have to be fair. Exploitation is unfair. Is it misguided or is it just there's no consensus? Because what this reminds me of is well, it is misguided when, if you think that when, t- federal taxes no, are paying for so for for Social Security, for instance. But there's other there's there's fairness is different. But to California different taxes paying for health care would be that. 
because in a state level, a, yes. Because, because yeah, because California isn't an issue of currency, so you do have to deal with the fairness issue. Because some states are giving services and they are canceling debts, if they and they don't are issue doing their currency, issues. yes. But so they're not thing, MMT. My thing on fairness is people have different ideas of fairness. Like in the case of reparations, you know, for descendants of slavery, fairness is pay those reparations not because of you know it's 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 going to necessarily lift black people out of poverty and in the uh, wage gap. It's that's the right thing to do because there's debts to be paid. Right. And on the other end, that's not fair because I didn't have slaves. Right. And then there's the level. If we talk about it just practically, when we were talking about bureaucracy before, in order to get reparations, you need more bureaucracy than you do for universal programs that would, you know, alleviate that that wage gap. Right. So I don't necessarily like you do have to talk in terms of fairness, but you have to first create a consensus on what's fair. It can't just be raw fairness. Right. And I, I think that's what you were saying, Marco. Like we have to get down to a consensus on fairness, because if we don't agree, we're all going to have different ideas on fairness. And that's why I always bring it back to libertarians who have they're so close to having like a, a, a Marxist, mm-hmm. you know, as perspective on reality, but then they go to personal accountability and property rights and ownership every time. Well, they, so well, they, their idea of freedom and, you know, fairness and, you know, a product, a, 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 a well uh, functioning society is very different when you don't, come to a consensus on whatever ideology you're talking about, whether it's fairness or something else. But the thing is, there is agreement about the normative commitment that you should get what you okay. make with a libertarian and with a Marxist. The, per- the difference mm-hmm. is the two, the twofold. The first one is the level of individual versus the level of class. The, in- the libertarian says the individual should get what the individual makes. And the Marxist mm-hmm. says the working class should get what the working class makes. The second difference is a difference of um description explanation of the world as a matter of fact they don't agree about the way the world is as a matter of fact not that's not a moral normative discussion that that they're in that they're disagreeing about they already agreed that a person should get what they make what they disagree about is whether or not the proposition is true that if someone's debt is canceled a bricklayer is paying for it and the only way to settle that is to check in the world And if people can't understand that, then you're dealing with a real impasse. You might be in a tragic situation in which there's no solution. Because, you know, if the limit to political progress uh, is whether or not people, it can click, if it can't click, you might not have a way forward. You might just be fucked. Because, I mean, and secondly, I would say you don't, we don't need to talk about fairness. Fairness is liberalism. What we need to talk about is is the content. What we need to talk about. I I know you disagree. But I wasn't why, done. Wait, 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 it's not wait. liberalism. That's insane. Before we go, why, why is fairness liberalism? It's an insane position. It's, it's, because you got two- it's anachronistic. It's ahistorical. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just not true. You know? Go, John Rawls, justice is fairness. Let, let Daniel, because I don't agree that fairness is liberalism. You're taking a word. You're semantic shifting it all over the place. I'm saying that because anything. one group of people use it one way, that means that for the word everywhere. I mean, there would be no concern with exploitation if ethics were no concern. Like, what, what would be the concern? We can exploit everything. Fuck it. You know? 
you know, if, if, if not, you know, it's like, why would I care that the, the, the working class is exploited unless there is some sort of commitment? Autonomy? Then, then, then that's a fairness argument. No, it's, no, it's about do we, do we legislate for ourselves? It's not about, you know, among two parties, do they get equal shares? Who cares if you have autonomy or not? Uh, why well, should I not be allowed to you just take your autonomy for away? Okay, so let why me. Would I not, why should I not be allowed so to let's take get your autonomy away? Because it's by, unfair. So let's get clear about what we mean by fairness that we're disagreeing mm-hmm. about. Exactly. So, so when I, what I mean when I say that's liberalism, maybe we just have a misunderstanding. Is you have two parties, and the question is whether they get what, whether what they get is the same, or whether there's a disproportion. I mean, in. Um, that's just distributive fairness, but it's not the only kind of fairness that there is. Okay, so that I think is what most people mean when they say what's fair, especially with taxes. You know, why am I paying more and getting less when they get more and pay less? Maybe, maybe, maybe there is like a translation issue because to me, the word fair, it just translates into just. Well, that's not how it's playing out in this discussion about taxes and debt cancellation. Because what well, they're know, saying that's is because they don't know what the fuck the word fair means. Yeah, well, either. you are out of step with them. I'm talking about the actual discussion and and the My actual thing discussion. Is I don't even think just is talking in, th- in terms of justice is gonna work again. If we're talking about justice, rep- reparations are justice, but they won't work right. for certain reasons. Right? We have to talk about what is I, actually. I don't agree work. with that, but that's a whole can of worms that we might not want to <laughs> open we, right now. I think what it would have to be is the substantive content of whatever policy. Like, what is the goal? What do you want? And let's just focus on that. Um, because your question before was is the American population primarily ideological or is it primarily pragmatic? I would say, you know, both, but the media sways things ideologically to to mask things over. Of course, it also has its pragmatic concerns. It's trying to keep people in the dark because right. the media is a corporate enterprise. Uh, but I think, you know, if we just say things like, um, you know, what is the measure we want taken? And then we can avoid a lot of the noise, which well, I think. I, 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 I think that's I think I, that's that's how I try to frame it to people that I meet. In, in polite society or normal nor, nor, normies, right? Whatever the fuck people say mm. um, is what, what do you want? And I, I was talking again to another friend who was like, I think the family is the root of society, which I don't agree with. Right. And I was like, so what you want is for the government to basically create a society where the family can function to the greatest capacity that a family can function. Right. So what would help families right from there? You want families to thrive universal, you know, pre-K, right. Mm. That or childcare in general, that would help families. All the things we want as socialists would help families. So I, I don't think the language of fairness or justice is really a, a good start in talking to people. I think it is. What do you want? And then you can start getting people to um, kind of get past the contradictions you know, between what they do, how they how they operate and what they want, because at a certain point, if you're like, what do you want? And someone is like, um, you know, I think farming is the most important thing. And you're like, OK, farming subsidies work then. Right. And if you're like, what do you want? You know, I want climate change. I, I don't want, I you want know, global change. warming <laughs> or whatever the fuck to, to go on. Then you're like, OK, there are policies uh, for that, you know, or. Let's go with things that we agree on more because 
I see that the government is very um, receptive of doing things piecemeal like, you know, farm subsidies. And then, you know, we're going to give subsidies to car manufacturers to make electric cars. They're, 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 they're very apt to do that, which divides people. But when you talk about universal programs, which would help in all of these situations, they're less likely to do that, you know? So like, I, I think you do have to talk about what people want and then you have to, um, kind of put all the pieces together and not just what you want as a policy, but what you want as a society. What's the outcome? What's the end game of everything that you want? And then you can talk about a suite of policies that get them to where they want. To support what you just said, I would add that I think this is you know why it can help to avoid uh, keywords like fairness or justice, because they are the sort of preferred jargon of certain groups of people, but it's not common to to everyone. I mean, justice obviously is, you know, social justice, social justice warrior, the right wing makes fun of the left and the left likes the word justice. It also likes to. So can I throw a bomb real quick before Marco yeah, goes you, off? You know, here's one thing, though. Sure. You have to avoid using the words because the words trigger people. But the reality is, is that you're still having that argument. It's like when Derrida goes around saying, you can't do metaphysics. It's like, that's all you're fucking doing. Well, he also says you can't stop doing metaphysics either. Because so. isn't that the same thing yeah. when you were saying but we exactly, need to explain but, 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 MMT, right? Why can't we well, also explain fairness? Well, well uh, ultimately, the, your commitment to justice is that everyone thinks we should do what's right. And that is agreed. We, that is absolutely agreed. We are basically like fitting a bunch of things together that need to be kind of separated because there's like a whole issue about what the rhetorical way to deal with this stuff is. Because when you use the word fairness, people have preconceptions and they have emotional, you know, sort of attachments. And it's that's one thing, right? You don't need to say this is the fairness argument. You can just say, hey, you know, society benefits from people being educated. Society needs to bear the burden of educating people, you know? Oh, okay. That's, that's, you, that's a fairness argument, quote unquote, but you don't mm. have to say, you know, with booming voice, this is the fairness. Ar-, you know, like, you don't have yeah, to do I know. That. Okay. But I agree with you because I, I understand where you're coming from and I share your assumptions. But the problem is when you say that to someone who doesn't share your assumptions, for instance, someone who thinks that society doesn't exist, to quote Margaret Thatcher, yeah, but, she's going to say MMT, society can't do it. Someone's going to have to pay for it. you're going to run into the same thing with the MMT thing because they're going to be some fucking Miltonian asshole. You go straight and then, to and it. They're, and they're not going to agree with you. Well, then, they have a different set of axioms. So any debate that you get into, you're going to run into the same structural issues. It's the, the idea that there's some cleavage between the factual there are and, some, the, and the normative that is so easy. There to, are like, some people who can't be gotten through to. That's true. There are some people who can't. I, there's no I, there's, I would not even entertain for a second that uh, an adherent of Margaret Thatcher or Milton Friedman is someone you could ever bring around in a discussion. Although... I mean, they obviously know that government spending most creates people currency. Are. Most people are because that's the propaganda that, that has been pumped into their heads, right? 24-7, without them knowing. But this is the thing, though. I, I don't that. think this is beyond comprehension you because the question is just... Sorry. What the hell? What the that's, hell? That's, that's my Alexa just going off. All right. 
I so, think people can understand though, because you say like, okay, where does the I'm government? I'm not saying they can't, but I'm saying you're going to run into the exact same issues. There's a difference, right? Well, the question you, is you, whether you go to the nub of the disagreement or not. Because like well, we said, I, with libertarians, we already agree on the norms. The question is what's the, the nub, right? The nub is well, the we facts. Don't, we, we don't disagree with the norms because the whole zero aggression principle or non-aggression principle that that is a, a, a bizarre like you know sort of idealist right. construct that supposedly drives their ideology which we don't agree with i mean i don't think any like materialist marxist agrees with with the non-aggression principle because what, it, what are you talking about under you know the, the nap the, it's like the core like a, a libertarian thing you know? i don't think everyone has taken advanced uh, graduate meta ethics no the non-aggression principle is that there's a monopoly of force i.e like the military or the police and that shouldn't exist right that you have a society where people act in their best interest then they'll do the right thing but us well, but you, and you're not allowed people, to use violence against right, anyone right that you sh that you sh that we do use violence and that you shouldn't use violence and if we didn't use violence we would have the best outcomes that's what libertarians think and everything has to be consensual and you can't take people's stuff right. away so taxes are wrong because you're using the force of the state to take the taxes from them and da 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 da, da. And, i mean we just don't agree with that because that that is not an accurate sort of representation of the reality we're in conflict bingo. exists and it needs to be dealt with bingo you know? The disagreement the is about bingo? the way the world is. Yeah, but you have to. Here, here's the thing. The, 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 the idea that there is some very neatly delineated difference between pragmatic and ideology is false, right? Because people create their ideology based on what their pragmatic ends are to justify those pragmatic ends, right? I didn't endorse that distinction. Thaddeus brought that distinction in. Well, but I'm, I'm just, you know, you know, like. So I, it, it's not that neat of a, I mean, there is, it is useful as a kind of device, but at the same time, it's not that easy to separate it, right? Like the ideology is created by the sort of end that you're choosing, right? That's why capitalist ideology, you know, enables capitalist production, right? It's there to make sure that this sort of virus continues growing. So that, yeah, it's the sort of natural homegrown confusion that sort of the the vapor that rises off of this shit heap. Um, so what what can get through that confusion? Like I, I I would say it's talking about what do you want? You know, that's how you get through that. I think, and I don't think it's like we need to build total consensus. There are some people that are you're not going to get, but I think you have to build. You have to. You have to kind of talk in terms that are as universal as possible, right? Well, ultimately, but, it's not going to happen at the level of individual discussions. Something is going to have but, to happen right. which alleviates material conditions, and mm -hmm. then you'll have noisy, whining... Uh, I wanted to say bitches, but then that's gendered, and I realized I was about to say it about a woman. So, uh, people like Marco Rubio saying it's unfair. I mean, basically, you're going to have to have a measure introduced, which alleviates the suffering, makes conditions better, and then you're going to have some whiners, but then the whiners are going to illustrate how ludicrous that complaint is when things are getting better. But but short of that, I don't see any way out, because you'll, you'll it, even if you have the uh, success of breaking through the crust of ideology, winning over individual hearts and minds is not how it's going to happen. I mean, and you have to be careful when you ask people the question, what do you want? 
because it's not a simple question, actually. Their people's relationship to what they want is mediated by the society and ideology that they live in, right? So, so sure. your want, capitalism creates wants. It creates needs so that people have wants, right? So, so people want things that they don't necessarily should want, you know, but like going around is, being like, I want to have 60 cars in a car hanger, you know, mm. in a, you know, like that's insane. You know, sure. like literally like, you know, uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld is out of his fucking mind. Yeah, it's a you sick. know, he has like airplane hangers full of cars. You shouldn't want that. It, it is what he wants, but you shouldn't want it. Right. So, but he wants it because he's in a society that is structured in a way that tells him to want these things this way. But also any want that's going to go any, any, any ability to go out of the society that you have, that want is going to be generated within that society. So on the one hand, you're going to have Jerry's Seinfeld with his fucking, you know, 600 cars in a fucking hangar or 60 hangers, wherever his cars are. And then you're just going to have the vast majority of people who are like, I want to have a place to live, food to eat, and I want to be able to explore my possibilities as much as possible. And there's a way to get at that that isn't allowing. And the way to get to that is to make sure that Jerry Seinfeld can't have 600 cars. Right. That's what I mean. When you start talking to people who aren't ridiculous about what they actually want within the confines of what's possible, that's that is the mechanism where people start talking about what is outside of capitalism in reality, whether they know it or not. They're talking about the next level of society when you have that conversation. That well, in, ultimately, in it should be, ultimately, it shouldn't be Jerry Seinfeld we're talking about, but like, um, sure, because so, because it, people be more likely to disagree about Jerry Seinfeld than if we talked about Jeff Bezos or something, um, right? Uh, because I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, what I mean, he did that with creating a TV show. So someone might yeah, be Yeah, but more, he's a billionaire. Yeah, I, mean, I know, but someone might be inclined to think... Some, like he's a capitalist full stop. I know, I know. He but got I know. himself escape velocity, full, full stop capitalist. I know, I know. But he, but the way he did it was by making something, and so people might be more inclined to think that those are his no, just no, no. desserts. He didn't make it by making something. I know, I know, He I did know. it by making something that then he expropriated mm-hmm. some of the production, the surplus value that everyone else who was working in that made. Yeah. You're going to go scream this from the rooftops like MMT. I agree with you. I'm just saying <laughs> we could come up with a better example. Like, um, what was the Tesla fucker? Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk for, for instance, you know, it, 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 there's it, no, there's functionally no difference between what Elon Musk did and what but Jerry rhetorically did. there might be. There, rhetorically, there yeah. might be. I don't think Elon Musk would be that because people like Elon Musk. They used to call him fucking Tony Stark. People's fantasies about Elon Musk and their relationship to Elon Musk is similar to Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, who's a capitalist yeah. people don't like? Um, Warren Gates. Buffett. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, uh, maybe George Soros, depending who you're Warren Buffett to. has made nothing. Even Bill Gates, you know, people will say he created Microsoft. Oh, we man. love that thing. Warren Buffett hasn't done shit. He's fetishized because he made money and he was miserly in making it. Fuck him. That's how I feel. <laughs> Don't hold your feelings gross. back. Okay, why I feel... Here's the thing, right? In our capitalist society... Right. When we're talking about a guy having 600 cars, I understand that. Right. People have outlandish wants. Right. I want some things that I can't discuss in polite society. All of us have Caligula in us. Right. 
I understand that. But then you have these fucking sociopaths out there who portray this image as if that isn't the actual goal of capitalism. Right. Is to but, get everything that you want and desire that you need to. The, uh, the goal of capitalism is for you to play the game where you can feed your id as much as possible. And that I respect to a certain degree, not this fucking hoarding of money and looking like a paragon of virtue and the fact that you can hoard money. Spend that fucking money on whatever, you know, gross desires you have that I understand. At least you might employ someone. See we can see what the fuck this thing it really is for. It's to explore people's ids. That's what capitalism does. It's not moral, right? And and I, I it's just like what is I, it? I don't don't, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. That's what it fucking feels like. I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree with. That. I think capitalism is very much like an anal retentive thing because it's huh. basically about <laughs> taking your shit and putting it in a pile and seeing how okay. big your pile of shit can grow. I, I, I don't get that. I, I, what, what, what does that mean? That, that's know? who wins. At, that's who wins at capitalism. The person who is able, the sure. person who is able to re, to repress their drive the most, and build the largest pile of shit by repressing their drives, is the person that wins at capitalism. I'm saying, but that's fucked up, right? Yeah, of course. I, I don't mean, it think. Is. Sure, I don't think that's up, the real. I don't think that that's the real purpose in the minds of normal neither, people. Neither end is really healthy, right? Like, I mean, ask a person. The role, of, the role of society should be to socialize us. Sure, but we live in an anti-social society. The that, goal of society should be to go to fucking like to Star Trek is my goal in society. What yeah. I'm saying is, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about weird fucking capitalists, right? There is the people who hoard the pile of shit, right? And that's what they think capitalism is winning by having the biggest pile of shit. Sure. Having the most newspapers in your house, whatever, whatever they want to hoard. And it's but that's, money, who all of them. that's who wins. That's who wins, right? For, for the capitalists. And that's why I, that's why they're fucking well, weird. Shit to me. used to be money, right? Yes. But let me ask you, if you ask a normal person, if you win a billion dollars, what would you do with it? You're going to hear a lot of people talking about strippers and coke parties if they're men. Yeah, because MC you're not Howard hearing Clark. it out of the capitalists. What? They're, but they're not capitalists. They don't that's my point. System. That's why they suck, right? Well, that's, why they're, that's why they're exploited. Capitalists need to hide the true nature of the enterprise. But guys, we're at the end of our time. And so maybe we should finally address the topic directly. Um so there's a huge controversy about this whole thing. <laughs> what are your final thoughts about what, what Biden actually said he would do and actually hasn't happened yet? It's just a bunch of media fluff about the student mm-hmm. loan, $10,000 thing, uh, $20,000 potentially if you received a federal grant. It hasn't happened. I heard someone say they're just dilly-dallying, waiting for Republicans to nix it so that they can say bad Republicans. Mm. That sounds I doubt that it. sounds familiar. <sighs> But uh, okay, I, I guess I'll shoot that off first. Like up, <laughs> um, what I think is, of course, it's it's if it gets if if they actually implement it, it's a net positive, right? Because it will alleviate some of the pain off of some people. I think it's very much a kick the can down the road solution because within four years, that debt that he wiped out, it's going to come right back, right? It does. It's not a solution. It's just you know, a little bit of, it takes a little bit of the pain away, right? It's a, it's a, 
Um, it's aspirin, right? It's just it's just a little bit of medicine. It's a painkiller, which is good because pain is bad, right? <laughs> the real the real good thing that I think comes out of it is what normal people are saying is that this does create a possibility. Oh, now we know that you can forgive this debt, which means now people are going to have an expectation, not all people, but a very vastly increased amount of people, which is politically effective, are going to have the expectation next Democratic president or whoever the fuck is going to cancel more debt, you know, just like the expectation um, that's why, like, even in uh, Florida, Ron DeSantis implemented a program of expanding the child tax credit. And that expectation was created, you know, with the, the, the COVID relief. Right. So when we increase people's expectations of what government can do, we can get closer to these universal programs, because where we didn't get that was when Pelosi just said we're going to put money into COBRA instead of Medicare. Right. But the debt forgiveness Maybe will probably lead to more debt forgiveness as an optimist. You know, that's that's my optimistic take. So you're hoping for a slippery slope. Yeah. All right. Um, I will not insist on giving myself the last word. So I'll just say I think um, you know, if I had a, a friend who needed food and an enemy who didn't but wanted food, I suppose I'd give food to both to help my friend, even if my enemy got food he didn't need. And I'm hearing a lot of stuff from a lot of people where, you know, they would sort of, you know, shit their own bed despite their um, roommate, um, where the roommate is, you know, some, you know, some med student with um, debt who's going to be able to pay it off. And, you know, we shouldn't do this. It's fair. I've heard that from so many sides. I've heard that from Republicans. I've heard that from Marxists. I've heard that from everybody. I think it's factually false that someone is going to pay for that. So I... Again, reject that. And secondly, I think there's something perverse. It's just like an obsessive hatred that drives people beyond um, rational action. Um, and I wish that that could be somehow uh, mitigated or relieved uh, because you don't have to um, hurt people who don't need to be hurt in order to hurt people um, that you consider your enemy. Um, Marco, what do you think? Well, okay, one, uh, in, I, I think this is, if you are looking at the aggregate, this is all show. There's nothing else. This doesn't have any actual substance. It will help some individuals, which goes back to the standard neoliberal like thing where like society doesn't exist, just individuals. Um, which is, you know, it's fine to help individuals. That's, you need to help in, you know, in a certain, certain sense in the end, right? But most people who truly need it are not really going to be helped because if you only owe 10 grand, you're almost out of the woods. Mm -hmm. It's the people who owe $300,000 who are in a real fucking problem, right? And these people are not being helped because we're owing $10,000 off of $300,000 when there's compounding interest, does absolutely nothing. Zero for these people, right? So, so it, is, it is extremely cynical for them to be doing this. It is completely like, that's how I see it. If they really gave a fuck about means testing, this is one of the things that irritates me the most as an attorney. If 
they really gave a fuck about means testing, they would undo what Biden did when he made fucking student loans not discharge in a bankruptcy proceeding. There is that Agreed. is the most unjust fucked up thing I can mm-hmm. think of. Agreed. Because you're literally saying you who need it the most go fuck yourself because I'm Joe Biden and I represent the fucking banks in Delaware. Mm-hmm. He is the senator from MBNA. He's a senator from credit cards. He's yeah. the senator from debt. And to say that you care about means testing. No, you don't care about means testing. You just want to make it fucking impossible for people to get relief. So it, it, the whole thing is just sort of like one big exercise in democratic cynicism. What's well, like that spitting is in people's faces. That is creating conflict with Republicans to shift the discussion from all the fucked up shit that is happening right now. Just like they did with the war in Ukraine that now we're not hearing about because it's going to cost a mess in Europe. And the, mm. this is part, this is just more of this shit, but they're playing with people's lives and these fucking ghouls don't care. You care about means testing? Let people fucking go bankrupt and discharge their debt. You care about means testing? Then don't do 10,000. Do the whole fucking thing for people who really need it. But they don't care about this. It's just a way to not do it. And that, that, that's so that's like my, you know, I think maybe Thaddeus is sort of idealist in both senses of the word position that's showing that this is a probability or a possibility might change the discourse in politics. And that could be the one silver lining. But everything else is nonsense. If you look at graphs of the growth of the debt, this doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It literally, it's like, it stops it for six months and then it just goes back mm-hmm. on track to where it was before. Yeah, and that lends some credibility to what some people are saying that this is just buying votes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't for mind sure. buying votes though. There's you know, no give way. Me, give me your Medicare for all. Buy my vote that way. <laughs> yeah, that's no politics, way, right? You do what I want, I vote for you. <laughs> there is no way that senile, pudding brain, <laughs> fucking corrupt... Joe Biden, Shaking who's been selling his ass to the banking industry his entire life. Yeah, what is Delaware, by the way? Ass Joe Biden, who was chosen by Obama because he was racist and he was afraid mm. he was not going to get the racist Democrat votes unless he had a racist in his fucking ticket. There's no way that guy gives a fuck about student debt. And there's no way he's going to betray his constituents. The debt cartel for students. Yeah, Delaware That's because there are, going there's on. a tax thing, tax agreement for for credit card companies in Delaware. So. And that's why Marco goes last. <laughs> <laughs> and in conclusion, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> you fucked it up again. But did you hear? But did fucked you it up again? But did you hear what uh, his his rejoinder when people said, "But President Biden, is that fair?" And then he, he was walking out of the room. He stopped. He turned around and he said, well, do you think it's fair when corporations get a $150 billion tax break? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he, he, but see, he thinks it is fair. He thinks both things are fair. Really, he thinks it's fair when the corporations get it. 
That's why yeah. he said that and not something actually intelligent, right? That's just like a gotcha. You so, know? So the consensus is let's go, Brandon. Marco. Let's go, Brandon. Not fuck Joe Biden. It's let's go, Brandon. Brandon 2020, uh, Brandon 2024. <laughs> I guess next week we'll explain what dark Brandon is. Yeah, you know.